Hello, and welcome to the Flix Forum Podcast, where each episode we go back and we look at a Netflix original film in the order of release. Today, we have Netflix 138 film. It's the 2019 comedy drama Paddleton. It's directed by Alex Lehman, stars Mark Duplass and Ray Romano. I am Jesse, and I have a very, very special guest here today with me, uh, Austin. Welcome to the show. Hi, welcome. It's an absolute pleasure to be on here. <laughs> I'm very excited to have um, Austin here because... Um, a couple of years ago when we started this off and we could go through the list and see the films that were coming up and Paddleton was on that list and um, Austin said I'd love to be on there when we do that so we're here. We're here. Which is uh, very good so going to keep me company today and I'm hoping that um, he's got, he'll have some better thoughts on this film than I do anyway I think because he's, he's got a good ability to put together some good ideas on film so welcome and um, we'll kick off with a fast flicks where we do a quick summary of the film. What have you got for us Austin? So what I've written down is the, unex- the unexpected climax of a friendship between neighbours Michael and Andy is reached when Michael is diagnosed with stomach cancer, setting up a campy road trip where euthanasia drugs are retrieved and the bonds of their friendship are cemented forever. Very nice. I like it. It's, it talks very much so there about friendship. and Mine's a bit shorter, but covers exactly the same thing. It's the story of two friends dealing with an incurable, incurable illness and that question of dying with dignity. Um, and I'm glad we both watched the same film. It's, it, seems, yeah. it seems like it. So um, we'd like to then sort of kick off with anything we could learn about the film. So what are some, some facts or some information about this film that you've been able to find out? So Mark Duplass, who uh, starred in the film, he also had a hand in writing it, which I was very surprised at because I haven't really seen a film where he's been part of the writing team. Um, one of the really big things that I learned about Paddleton was the fact that a majority of the dialogue in the film was improvised by mm-hmm. Romano and Duplass. And Romano even stated that he was really, really nervous about imp- improvising like dramatic sequences because they went into them unrehearsed. And yet, like, they only had 20 pages of a script when they went into production on this. So for them to be able to flesh it out with all that improvisation that you, you mentioned, um, yeah, it's good it's effort from the, from the two actors. Um, in terms of critical reception, it was really well received when it premiered at Sundance in 2019. It's got a 7.1 on IMDb, 89% on Rotten Tomatoes and a whopping 3.7 average on Letterboxd. It does. So the the Rotten Tomatoes, it's certified fresh, which is a positive thing that we don't often see on um, the Netflix films because there were 44 critics that had actually given it a, a whack, which is good. Audience on Rotten Tomatoes too had it very positive at 87%. And as you mentioned, IMDb, Letterboxd, very positive too with you know big, big ratings there as well. Um, I think that um, some other things, I guess, I'll just add in there with you too. The the <laughs> the script for this one too. Um, it was actually based on this. Um, I guess it was a podcast episode. I don't know. Yeah, if you between saw this. Um, two friends. Two right? friends. Yes. Yeah, these guys called Rob Merman and Bill Morrency, and it was a, a podcast in 2016 called The Last Chapter. And then um, I think yeah, to plus, um, and they they got together saw this and thought it'd make a good good feature as well. Yeah. Um, the <laughs> the the, uh, the director Alex Lehman. Um, so the in the film, the the characters follow this kung fu film. It's like one of their moments together watching this kung fu film. It was, I think it was called Death Punch. Yeah. And that was a fictional film made for this film. The the um, which which is sort of quite interesting. And the the director went on to say, you know, and this, we say this a lot with Netflix that it's not the most marketable film. This, but it's a film in traditional ways that 
you know, Netflix isn't afraid to say, we'll jump on board with that. And they know that an audience is going to find it because so many people have Netflix. So with that, they're allowed to do things they want to do, um, which old old studio heads probably wouldn't do. So it's a it's an impressive thing to see another director say, Netflix is a place where I can do what I want to do. Yeah. Um, and this was the first of a four-picture deal that Mark and Jay Duplass signed with Netflix. So there's oh, really? three more that they'll have um, on Netflix coming up too. Something to look forward to. Yeah. You got anything else? Um, I've got nothing else nothing that else. I could find. Yeah. The only other thing I've got in Vietnam, this is simply called Friends. Really? <laughs> yes, just Friends. So, um, obviously the the translation of Paddleton, I guess. Well, tell us what does Paddleton actually mean? So Paddleton is the game that is played between the two friends across the film, and it's one that I would love to try in real <laughs> life. Maybe we could give a crack and um, put up a video of it. We need a big barrel and couple of rackets a massive and, wall. And a big wall what are, yeah, the, it was on the back of a driving wall um, I thought that was a nice little cinematic yeah um, I think it was a little mention too it's actually a real life location in California I believe yes I think this this was filmed in and around the um, Santa Barbara County um, in California so yeah I'm sure if there's anyone listening that lives nearby could let us know if you can actually get down there because it looked pretty derelict yeah <laughs> uh, this was nominated for a couple of awards too uh, didn't win. Three nominations. One for makeup um, at the Hollywood Makeup Artist and Hairstylist Awards for the best makeup special effects. And then um, both uh, Mark Duplass and Ray Romano were nominated for their acting at the Indiana Film Journalist Associations as well. So um, no wins though. Donuts. Donuts. Unlucky. <laughs> Good. I guess we could lead into early thoughts. Do you have any... Um, what, what are your early thoughts on this film? Essentially... Um this film's strength just really lies for me in its simplicity and how relatable it is, which is, even though it's really kind of funky subject matter, it's very relatable, I found, yeah. I, I completely agree. I think that, as you mentioned, the simplicity of this, there not much actually happens in this film, realistically, yeah. you think about it. It's sort of like, it's this bromance road film that deals with these real tender issues in life but it's also like a hang movie. It's like those Tarantino movies that you see where it's just these two, and this goes in with that improv that we spoke about. They just hang out and talk to each other. Um, yeah. And I think, yeah, um, Duplass and Romano, Ray, um, they keep the audience really engaged with these performances and, and it does make it seem very real, like you mentioned too. Yeah. All right, well, I think we've said there's really only two characters in this film, I think, that um, have a lot of meat to talk about. Well, would you like to hit us off with a character? So I'll start with who I feel is the most important character in the film, Michael. Mm-hmm. So he was, he was the one that was diagnosed with stomach cancer and he's dealing with it, in my opinion, one of the most human ways imaginable. He doesn't want to suffer, he doesn't want to prolong the inevitable. I'd say pessimistic is the wrong term for Michael's character because I believe that, in a way, he's kind of representative of what many terminal patients might be experiencing right now, which is the penultimate question of why am I going to fight this if there is a greater chance of death? Because even if they do, during that time, the loved ones, their families, they won't want to give up. They'll always hold the idea of survival. And that old Michael, his decision to commit suicide is a testament to... Oh, spoiler alert, sorry. It's <laughs> yeah. a commit- so we should have done that at the yeah, start. Yeah, should have done that, should that should at the start. start. Yeah, we big, are going to spoil this big film. Big spoiler um, so warning should have Hamilton, yeah. um, <laughs> So his decision is just a testament to how strong his character is because he said, I want to go out with dignity how I want to go before the serious, horrible effects of the stomach cancer will get to him. Yep. I agree with everything that you've said because I think that idea too that... And I'll probably mention on Andy a little bit here without going into Andy, but the he hasn't really had... 
we don't really see these special connections that he has with anyone other than him. They make a brief mention about a sibling on the phone at some stage. Um, he makes a mention later on the film about a past marriage. But these are all things that are in the background because this film is about this this journey, I guess, that um, this connection that he's made with his neighbour in, in Andy. And, um, you know, he, he's found his place with Andy, which you mentioned. And, and I think that that payoff is that we see... Um, that monotonous job that they both have. They both have, you know, one works in a post office, one works in just like a, a regular sort of office. And and when you, you look at the realities of life, everyone, they're, they're, to live, you need to work. And these two guys worked. And then there's this reflection that maybe they could have lived a bit more um, together a bit more too, because I think that the reflection to me towards this is that, you know, Michael did wish that he'd spent more time with Andy. Um, and I think that, as you've mentioned as well, that, that idea of how he fights and, and makes that those choices himself is very commendable um, to be able to, to feel strong enough with that too. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. All right, Andy, do you want to fill us in on Andy? What are, you, what are your thoughts on Andy? I think he's the perfect companion yep. to a character like Michael. He's so supportive, loving, and inspirational. I mean, the halftime speech. <laughs> Did you like so that speech? So inspirational. Beautiful, <laughs> beautiful speech. And it's just amazing to watch how he stays by his side until the end. And I think Ray Romano just brought him to life, I think. He, yeah. No one could have played him better than Ray Romano. I think it was just mwah, incredible. <laughs> and I think, yeah, I, Ray Romano, in his Syria, oh, more serious roles, um, you know, he's in The Irishman, he's in The Big Sick. Those are the, yeah, yes, The Big Sick. Yeah. These types of roles, you know, it shows that he's more than just a comic, but this this character, Andy, that he does bring a life, like you've mentioned, um, a life, like you mentioned, he, he does add that comedic element while being serious. And um, I think that with him too, like, he is pretty serious because he mentions multiple times, he hates that small talk that they see in the office and things like that, but that's the kind of conversation that keeps this relationship with Michael going. It's just that small talk that they have, the random conversations about the most mundane things that not, that you know you wouldn't necessarily go out of your way to talk to people about. Yeah. And it's really touching to see that, you know, he, this film to me is him not being able to deal with losing Michael. Um, and he wants to believe in this idea of miracles and not giving up. And he's scared of facing life because, and we see this is a couple of times where he pulls his beanie over his face and it's like a mechanism for him to sort of, um, to cover up, he can't deal with, like in the spa, I mean, he pulls the beanie over his head because he's like, I can't deal with this situation with this lady yeah. in the car. He's like, I can't deal with this situation to go and get these pills. Um, and I just thought that was a really cool little way of doing that. Um, and you know, he, he, go, he buys this safe to put this medicine in because he thinks that he can still have Michael um, in his life. And, and he's protective too. He doesn't want to share him with anyone. Like there's, there's a scene in the bar where yeah. he cracks it when this pharmacist's there and joins him and you know, he wakes up and he's not in the, the hotel room. He freaks out. He goes running around town trying to find him, wakes him when he's sleeping because he thinks he's dead. He's like, he, this, cause this is a guy who can't imagine and can't think of life without Michael there. And I, I think that this character was, you know, that, that was done perfectly. Couldn't agree more. Good. This director, uh, Alex Lehman, have you heard of any of his work? This is, um, was it his debut? I don't think I've heard of anything else from Lehman. So, I had a quick look. So, by the look of things, a lot of camera and electrical work on films. 36 credits oh, for that. Done two documentaries on Asperger's and had done a, a small film called Blue Jay and then this one, but that's it. So, yeah. um, possibly someone to watch. Definitely have a look at, yeah. yeah. All right, well, this is where we head into some scenes that we liked or didn't like. What? Start off with some scenes that stood out for you or some scenes that you enjoyed. Um, the opening sequences of the pair playing Paddleton, because 
obviously it's in the title and I was yep. waiting for this game to appear on the big screen and it was well well worth it because <laughs> it's shot so beautifully like it's a painting it's really rare to have a film like this with good cinematography because you'd think it'd be more focused on because it was marketed as a comedy I believe I think so, yes yeah, yeah. And um, it's rare that you have good cinematography in a film like that, but this just pulls it off incredibly. And we're introduced to Andy's great halftime talent in that scene. <laughs> um, which brings me very nicely to Andy's halftime speech in the bar bathroom, which I just loved. I think it was incredible, well worth the wait. <laughs> and finally, the reason I love this film so much, and that's the last about 20 minutes of the film when the inevitable does happen, <laughs> Never has a scene made me cry that much when watching a film because it was beautiful, acting incredible, the mood was depressing, it took you straight out of the kind of campy road trip to, yeah, this is the real deal, yeah. and it was just incredible. Good. I, I, I completely feel all those emotions that you've spoken about and I think that there are a good little bunch of scenes that you've, you've identified and... I've got some similar sort of ones so you know I think that any time that they they played Paddleton game um, it was just something it was nice and this is obviously to do with these two characters and this this films that that character um, that following those two characters and this game is something special that they share together and it was just nice to see that game um, at, a, at a few stages throughout and even that little mention at the end where even though and we have spoiled this but even though, <laughs> even though Michael's gone Andy wants to keep this idea of Paddleton going um, with the, the with the new neighbor uh ostrich farm scene there's a scene where i'm there on this road trip to get the medicine i, I enjoyed this <laughs> there's not a lot of one-liners in it that really stood out but um andy's they're standing there looking at this ostrich and andy's talking about it being the fastest it's land like animal the and then yeah michael says no nah, i'm pretty sure it's the cheetah and and he says yeah but that's got four legs <laughs> and um you know per leg ostrich is the fastest <laughs> I, I thought that was quite funny i, I had a good giggle with that one i had a good laugh with that yeah. um i didn't mind there's a, in the bar they're in this bar scene and uh, this is where Andy's getting very protective of Michael and Michael gets up on the mic to talk about his love of this Kung Fu movie and, and I just liked the, the, the conclusion where Andy got up, got involved, played along with him, thought it was very sweet and just showed that sweet side of, of Andy as well. Sorry, I've got a couple more. Um, <laughs> I, I liked that, um, and you mentioned this too, towards the end, Andy's sitting by his side through everything, the vomiting, the sleeping on the couch, the, the tablets, that was just, you know, very emotional and... Um, the two where they both tell each other that they love each other that was just waited all movie for that because I think that um, as an audience that felt really good to, to hear that between the two so that was nice yeah alright anything that you didn't like in this one um, I feel bad because I'm going to completely flip the Kung Fu reenactment scene yeah. on you and oh, good. Nice bit, yeah. yeah it just I think it was a really well crafted scene my only problem with it was that I get really bad secondhand embarrassment and I'm just sitting watching that scene and I'm thinking oh god if I was doing that not good I would feel yeah. very it, very embarrassed it's almost like those karaoke scenes that you see yeah. sometimes where you're like you got that you feel that awkwardness that stage fright that you're like oh if I was in that situation um, and I completely get what you're saying yeah and uh, that was it okay. really that's the only scene that I was uncomfortable. Yeah, I, I haven't got anything, so um, this is pretty well put together. But we will lead into talking about some themes and some ideas in this one, or some motifs, or or something. Well, what's the message of this film? And I think there's quite a bit that you could probably touch on for us, Oscar. So for me, the biggest message this film showed was that it's really not the large dramatic moments that we remember in our climax. It's the kind of small 
like idiosyncrasies and the routines that you'll remember, the traditions that we take for granted, the movies, the uh, pizzas, the that's what we'll miss the most <laughs> when we're gone. <laughs> but it's just to kind of look at what you have and use it. Yeah, yeah, I can. I've said exactly what you said, just in different ways. It's this idea that everyone's running out of time to spend with their loved ones, so take that on board. Um, you know, that ability to deal with loss and dying and death and and preparing for that, I guess. And, and in this instance, Andy had time to prepare for it. But even though he had time to prepare for it, it doesn't mean it's less impactful or less hurtful or less um, traumatic or or painful for him um, because of his friendship and his loyalty that he's had for this neighbour that. Um, you know, he's lived above for however long it's been. And I, and I, I don't know if I imagine this, but there was a scene where they're in bed and I think, um, yeah, Andy's upstairs lying and you can like hear Michael snoring almost. Yeah. Yeah, and I just liked that that was showing how close they actually are. I thought that was, uh, that was quite good. And, and obviously too, this idea of assisted suicide, that is definitely like, when this, was, this came out a couple of years ago, it's a topical sort of issue, like about the morals and is it acceptable, is it justified? And, and obviously... Um, things are still changing around the world in regards to that too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anything else? Um, obviously, there's a pretty big theme of death. But yeah. Um, yes. Death, yeah. love, the the big ones have got to be mentioned. Yep. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, what did you take away from this one? Anything in particular? Um, in terms of like why it was good? Yeah. yeah. Um, this film was brought together by the two performances. Yep. I'm so surprised they weren't nominated more across award season because Rare Romano and Mar Duplass blew me away. This is one of the films that really kind of cemented my love for acting. Because just to see these two, one often comedic actor that I've never seen in such a dramatic role just blew me away to think that someone could have that range and bring that kind of depth and emotion to such a complicated character. Yep. Uh, cinematography is something else I have to touch on because, yeah... It was beautiful and very surprising as well. And um, the chemistry between the two actors, I think, was incredible as well. And especially given that it was improvised, that's just testament to it. I'm very, again, I'm along those similar sorts of lines because for me, it's so engaging, even though it's like just watching these two friends talk rubbish to each other all day. Um, because the conversations are believable because you believe in this friendship and you believe in that because of these performances and and their their ability to to actually make you believe these characters are real. So yeah, I think um, I think that it helps that there's very little interaction with the outside world and when it is it's brief and short and and quickly shut off. So like you know the owner at the at the hotel or the the pharmacist or, or whoever it is or you know the there's a scene at the start where Andy's like, oh, this girl in the office spoke to me, the new girl. And it was just like, that was a one little line and that was it. It was, it was good that we didn't need any follow-on with any of these characters because what you do need to focus on is, is them. And yeah, I agree with you. Exactly. IMDb time. Did you go into IMDb to check anyone out? I just hopped on about halfway through just to have a look at who wrote it. Because uh, I just couldn't stop thinking, geez, this is good. How um, I found out that most of it was improv. That's how I found out. And that just made the rest of the film better for me. Good. So this was... How many times have you seen this film? Do you reckon this, is? this is the... This would have been the fourth time I've oh, wow. seen this. Yeah. Impressive. Very impressive. So that's... Obviously why you're here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time I'd seen it. So, um, yeah. It was... Um, I, I, it sat there and I'd seen it and I was like, I wanted to watch it, but I knew, you know, whenever it would come up on this show, we'd, I'd get there eventually. 
Uh, I didn't jump onto IMDB, so there was nothing for me to check out. But I do have some questions for you. Did you have any questions for me? Um, not necessarily, no. Uh, so, the, I guess the real... So, the, the capsules that they... There's those hundred capsules that they talk about. Do you reckon they did that on purpose to make it easier for the person to change their mind? Like, so that they had this drawn-out feel when they got to that last pack that it was like, we've got this idea, we can draw... Like, give up on it is that the idea because I don't know like I, I tried to look at I couldn't see if, if there was an actual medicine like this that actually exists and just, I think it was just in a way I think it was to kind of like draw it out draw yeah it but um just like narrative wise that maybe narrative just wise it's yeah, just to draw it out a little bit more but yeah I, I think that definitely could be an aspect which is like I've gone this far do I really yeah. want to do this I think it really encourages them to reconsider because it's all this like one yeah. two and then you get to 100 and you're like yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. There you go. Good. Uh, well, so were they just neighbors and friends, or do you reckon it, like after this film, if there had been a miracle, that it could have been more? In my opinion, yeah. I think this uh, love was more um, platonic. Yeah. In that sense, um, like best friends, like brothers. That's the way I'd put it. These guys are so so close and. Their close isn't necessarily bound by romance. It's more their platonic shared love for certain things. I think that's where you bond really, really closely, or where they bonded really, really closely, should I say? Yeah. But yeah, I don't think that that would have progressed yeah. to. I don't know. Like, like, part of me relationship. Like, part of me was like, maybe I wanted them to be together. I, I felt like that. I guarantee you, there's some fan fiction out there, oh, there somewhere is, yeah, about. <laughs> I don't know. I just like this part of me that was like they would just make the most beautiful couple. Um, and I just was like, I wanted to see them like together. I don't know why. That was just me at the end. Sharing burnt pizzas as they yeah. sail off into the sunset like, at the end. Just room. chucking a staircase in inside so you can, you know, share the house. It doesn't, doesn't have to be two separate places. I don't know. It just seemed like there was all these situations that would have made it perfect. But um, obviously that's not the way that this film went. Uh, but I think we're almost ready to wrap this wrap one up, up yeah. give, it a, give it a crack so at the end of our our chat we, we give the film a rating out of 5 stars to come up with an average um, it's been a while since I've had to work out an average for a film so you might, <laughs> might test my maths here but Austin fill us in on your, your final thoughts what are you so my thinking? final thoughts is that this is my favourite Netflix original film cool. by far big call big call big, big call big call and um, I think it's incredible which is a word I've said way too much <laughs> yeah, this okay. uh, podcast but it really just hits home how I feel about it. The performances, beautiful. The chemistry, beautiful. I've got to give it a five out of five. <laughs> First appearance and we're giving a five. I, I like that. I like, the, I like the, the ballsiness of that. It's Absolutely. And that's what we want to hear. Like It's great to hear people who have connections with film. So five is good, good score. Um, for me, so you know, like I mentioned before, not an awful lot happened in this film. But that didn't mean that it wasn't enjoyable because, like I mentioned, the relationship between Michael and Andy, it's believable, it's warming. The interactions that they've got um, and they have with the, the world further builds on their closeness, I guess. Um, it's always going to be emotional having an ending like this one as well. <laughs> um, and I highly recommend it too, but possibly not for people who might be going through illnesses in family or similar situations because it might just be too much. But yeah. three and a half out of five for me, which uh, gives us a 4.25 out of five as an average which is excellent so um, yeah that's that's really Fantastic. good we, we do have social media we've got Twitter we've got Instagram Facebook question of the week and you can answer this one too if you want but this is what's going to go up on our socials is this Michael or Andy's story from your, your talk about your characters I think I can pick up on whose story I think 
possibly thinks is. Yes, and I would, uh, in my opinion, I think yeah, it would be Michael's yeah, story. So yeah, I, I reckon despite the fact that it ends with Andy, <laughs> I reckon right. this, this story is Andy's story, and it's his his um, story of dealing with with life and and getting out there. So yeah, it's it's an interesting, interesting, work. yeah. Different different interpretations work a hundred percent. We will be back again next week. Next week we've got a a French drama from twenty nineteen. It's called Paris is Us, um, or in French, Paris us a nous. That's horrible, but I don't, <laughs> don't know French. It's uh, directed by Elizabeth Vogue, and it stars Naomi Schmidt, Gregor Isban, and Marie Matet. So that's what we've got next week. You're more than welcome to come along again. <laughs> I know you like your French films. Fantastic. Yeah, I do. I good. really do. Good. Well, it's been good having you here. Thank you for coming along. It's been um, a pleasure. I think you've, for your first episode, you've done an excellent, excellent effort. So... Hope you've had fun doing it too. I have indeed. It's been great. And I'm sure we'll get you back at some stage soon. 100%. Good.